and welcome to episode 11 of the Vera Shafiq podcast, real and relevant discussions on business, marketing, technology, and digital. I'm your host, Vera Shafiq, and I talk to people in business and marketing who care about doing marketing the right way and want to be proud of the work they do. It's Tuesday, March the 26th, 2019. Thanks for listening. Please review and subscribe, and I hope you enjoy the show. In this episode, I talk with Rachel Downey, who's a marketer at heart and owns and operates a podcast agency called Share Your Genius. She's a subject matter expert in podcasting and knows all about how to start and grow a podcast from branding, storytelling, planning, and promoting it, and what to keep your eyes on in terms of the ever-evolving podcast landscape. In our conversation, we cover what makes podcasting such a unique and appealing channel, things to consider when starting a podcast so that it has the most impact, formats, content, and length for a podcast, the importance of measuring attribution and impact of a podcast as part of the holistic marketing strategy, defining what profitability versus monetization are for a podcast, size of listenership doesn't matter, it's how much impact you're having based on your goals, how much room for growth and opportunity there still is in podcasting, the future for podcasting, and which podcast hosting platforms will likely be the big players in the market. Although much of what we cover is about podcasting for businesses, the same concepts apply to starting a personal podcast, so if you're looking to do that, you'll still get a ton of value from listening to this. Enjoy. So I welcome Rachel Downey to the podcast today. Welcome, Rachel. Uh, If you could share with our audience uh, how you started Share Your Genius and a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, so Share Your Genius is a podcast agency. We tell stories using podcasts at the center of a marketing strategy. And then what we really do is we beat that content drum, for lack of a better word, into all of your other marketing to create one cohesive thread. And so that's what Share Your Genius really does. Um, and on that side of the coin, we, we help you figure out what that podcast is going to be. And then we have a production arm and a promotion arm to, um, to help you take that content and make it shareable. If that, if that makes sense. Right. And, um, we got into, I got into podcasting in 2016. Long story short, I actually had a little baby and that baby was born three months early. And I was spending a lot of time in the hospital and I thought to myself, I need to do something in marketing because that was my background. That's what I do best. I need to do something in marketing that will allow me to be with this little baby. Um, And podcasting is one of those amazing mediums where you can connect with anyone wherever they are in the world. um, And you don't have to be inside of a specific four walls to do that. And so that's really how I got started into the journey of podcasting. And we've been doing it, like I said, since probably 2016. Awesome. Awesome. So did you start with having your own podcast and then get into helping other businesses do that? Did you have a podcast of your own? I No, I don't have my own like branded Rachel Downey is the host podcast. Um, but I had a first client who was my business partner with Share Your Genius. And so we launched his podcast and I saw the success of what his show was. And, um, essentially went back to him and I said, Hey, there's something to this podcast thing. And what if we did this together? And so, um, that podcast is called sales tuners 
and um, it's very focused on like helping train and coach and empower um, sales professionals. But I just, that was the show that got me started, but it's not the show that necessarily got me hooked. I mean, the shows that got me hooked were obviously like radio lab and, you know, NPR and, mm-hmm. you know, those crazy shows that yeah. are just so well done, you right. know, but yeah. but yeah, or drift, you know, seeking wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing that you got started um, so that you could stay home with your um, baby. That's that's a really nice story. Um, and so you mentioned that you do have a marketing and sales background. What were you doing prior to Share Your Genius? I come from a, a myriad. So I like to say I had I was I was a Jill of all trades before I honed in on the podcast of my uh, as my uh, focus. But I started, uh, I started in theater. So I've been storytelling my entire career. And then I took that theater degree and I was in um, major live events. So SBs, LPGA, like that's really what I was doing there. And then from there, <laughs> I got into just doing agency work. And I worked with a lot of like small, medium businesses, a lot of tech companies. We have a really hot tech scene here in Indianapolis. Uh, but I worked with a lot of companies like that, just helping them craft their messaging, craft their story. Uh, and then how do you get that story out into the world in a way that's engaging and, imp- and impactful? And that was really where I focused my efforts and my energy. And then, you know, long story short, like I said, I had this little girl and that's as often everyone says, when you have a kid, it changes your life. Well, it definitely does. And it changes <laughs> your perspective and it changes your priorities and all that good stuff. And, um, and that's what really led me to podcasting. Awesome. Awesome. So now that you're with Share Your Genius, can you tell us a little bit about the mission of that company and what you try and do to help other businesses? My mission in life on a personal level, my mission in life is to create opportunities for abundance for other people. And within that, I believe that you can unlock what that looks like if you can if you can hone in on what people's messaging and what their genius truly is. Cause I do believe that we all are gifted. We all have natural abilities. I can go on a soft soapbox on how, um, you know, sometimes we get distracted, but, <laughs> uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of brands and a lot of people just often forget why they got started or they forget the stories of what made them who they are, what their specific gift, what their specific genius is. And so when you think about podcasting and the platform that it is and the, and the unique opportunity that you get when you have a microphone and you put your headphones in, that is the most intimate form of media consumption is when you put those right in between your ears and really just hear from somebody on an expert level on something that they're super passionate about. And so when we created, when we started Share Your Genius, the whole idea was like, how do we unlock those stories that so often people forget that, that, that they know how to tell? How do we help people share their genius? How do we help them tell their story? And that's how we really got started. And we just chose podcasting as that platform. Because like I said, it is the most intimate form of media consumption. And it is a um, it is a channel where you don't have to stare at your screen. And it is a way where you can just truly like close your eyes and learn and listen. Now you can be driving, so don't close your eyes all the time when you're listening <laughs> to your podcast. But, um, but it's an insanely powerful platform. 
And it has like the opportunity, like you and I, like you and I are connecting. We're in two totally different states and you and I are able to connect and have a compelling conversation that hopefully, you know, could impact somebody else's life and somebody else's day. And so that's what, that's what we do, right? So we get excited. We learn who people are. We learn, we learn what brands are trying to do and we help extract that story and then put it into the podcast format. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I agree with you. Uh, I love the podcasting format. And now in this day and age, people are trying to get away from their screens, as you mentioned, trying to, you know, they don't want to be in front of their computer. And so podcasting is perfect for that. And on top of that, it helps you to kind of multitask, as you also alluded to, you can drive, you can work out, you can, you know, be doing house chores and still be learning, listening, getting inspired. So I think it's just an awesome um, medium. So talking of that, can you walk us through the process of um, how you work with your clients to get them uh, to launch a podcast and then all the other stuff that you help them with? Yeah, so um, the beginning of a relationship typically starts with just creation, right? Like, what are you, what are you trying to say? Who are you trying to say it to? Um, what are you ultimately, what are your big goals? Like, why, why are you even thinking about a podcast? Cause I, we're also in this day and age where, um, you know, it, it feels trendy to have a podcast, but it's not always like the best marketing channel for your company. You know what I mean? Like for what, for your messaging. So that's, that's important too. Um, but what we really do is we help from the creation to the distribution of that podcast. Um, so for, for, for me, for us, our perspective is a podcast is more than a brand exercise. You know what I mean? It's more than just like a trendy thing to do. It's a medium that can really drive impact for your business's bottom line. Um, if it's done creatively, if it's done strategically and if it's done efficiently. And so that's really what we do is we help clients understand how it can drive real impact. We um, help them with the creation. We help them with the production, like the literal nuts and bolts of the show, the sound design, if you will, everything um, to the promotion of the show to then what I call the impact. So if, if we're doing all this work, if we're creating all this great stuff, like what is the impact of that? And as you may, as you may know, um, podcasting is, is in this interesting space where it's really cool. (laughs) Like there's a lot of opportunity, but it's really hard to understand what's happening on the back end. Like how is my show? How does my show matter? Um, so what we focus on is like helping them understand, um, the attribution model for their podcast. And so beyond it just being a channel play, meaning like one, you know, one, um, marketing channel. We help them see how it can be one cohesive thread along with their other marketing and sales initiatives. And then we can attribute specific successes or specific conversations or specific, you know, um, engagement back to the podcast so that a business can see that is, that it is truly more than just a brand exercise or more than just something fun to do, which it is fun to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's very powerful because, you know, as you mentioned, it's not, there's no point in doing something without having um, a reason behind it and being able to see the actual metrics and how that's moving the needle for the business. So uh, I think that's great that you are able to help businesses do that. So can we take a little step back and, and talk about, you mentioned that first, the first thing you do is help a business find out their target audience, or I guess, figure out who their audience is going to be. Uh, is that something that the business 
tells you or do you help them an- analyze it? Do you do some kind of p- persona analysis on that? Yeah, so often, oftentimes the companies that we work with are uh, aware that they of who their audience profiles are. Sure. It's just a matter of like, what stories do we want to tell? That is what we, we really help our clients like see the forest, if you will, amongst the trees and then extrapolate the right stories for the specific audiences. And what's really cool about um, podcasting is like you can be so creative in that execution and you can have like some clients have more than one, you know, target persona. They serve different customers, but like what a podcast allows you to do is like be creative and communicating amongst all audiences. And then it's like, how do you then tell that one story and then take that story's content and feed it specifically to the audience that you want to reach? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So once they've got their target audience figured out, we figured out what stories we're going to tell in the podcast, then you, uh, help the company produce their podcast or, you know, create it physically. Do you provide the equipment or do you give recommendations on what type of equipment should be purchased in order to make it a high quality podcast? How does it work? It all depends. Um, it all depends on their ultimate goal. So no, we don't like to be clear. We do not go get their equipment. We, right. don't, we don't do that. Um, but like we truly like our, our focus is initially we'll meet with the brand, right? We learn about their business goals and then we collaboratively design the show format that's going to fit those business goals and that target audience of which they're trying to reach. And then the show format um, itself, we then make recommendations on the equipment based on the show format they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So if it's a one-on-one interview, you know, it's different than if they want people to come to their office and experience their space and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's very consultive in nature. But beyond that, like we actually will, once they get the equipment or whatever, we actually help them know how to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like, this is what you need. Okay, bye. Um, but we want them to be successful along the entire process. Right. Okay. And so then once the podcast is produced and, you know, they're all good there, the next step would be to, to get it out there, you know, so that people are aware mm-hmm. of it. So how do you help a company do that? Yeah. So, um, once we've got what I call like their signature story, mm-hmm. um, and that becomes the, um, the drum beat, the brand beat, if you will, of their entire marketing content around the podcast, we, um, we produce the show and that means we actually make like audio content. Um, that comes from, typically it comes from the, um, personalities within the house of the company. Uh, and then from there, once we've got those, you know, the audio, we, we, we craft the story into the podcast, of course, and then we help them promote it. And the promotion side of it is, Um, really just working with them on the best ways to market their show, leveraging like either by like partnering with them ourselves to actually execute upon those plans or just like working alongside them to advise them. Like some companies have, you know, plenty of great resources internally. They just need somebody to be like, now what? Um, And so we help like work alongside them to advise them on how to truly promote their show. And what I like to call it is like, how do you ring out the content? How do you like, ring out this great 
um, audio piece for all that it can be truly worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the uh, dilemmas of all marketers is once you've got your content, you know, it's the promotion. It should be 80% promoting, 20, that's the, you know, the traditional ratio, 20% creating, 80% promoting. So um, what kind of clients do you work with? Do you work with small to medium businesses, large enterprises? Yeah, um, we fall on both mm-hmm. <laughs> categories. Like everyone always asks, like, who's your target audience? And for me, it's um, who's our target personality? Because as you know, it takes a lot of work to put together a podcast. Like it just does. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to make it as easy and frictionless as possible. We really, really focus on that. But regardless, it takes time. And so for us, um, we like to work with clients who are ready to commit to the time that it takes. They want to commit to making it sound great. They want to commit to showing up and being great. Um, Really just honing in on that. And then on the other side, it's like you want to have clients who on a marketing side understand the opportunity to leverage the podcast. Most of the clients we work with aren't your um, solopreneur just Mm -hmm. because we know that in order to make a show really, really great, you do have to have some budget. Um, and oftentimes it's expensive to produce a high quality podcast and promote a high quality podcast and all the pieces that go into that. One of the things that um, needs to be done usually for a podcast is some kind of scheduling, especially if it's an interview format. You need to line up your guests and all of that. Do you help with that process? We do. Literally, if, if you can think it related to your podcast, we can take care of it. I mean, that is truly what we do. Um, I will say like when, when we really win is when we can lean into an organization and just say like, you can consider us an extension of your company and we will, we just handle your entire podcast. Like that is where we, um, where we excel. Right. So really all that the company has to worry about is just showing up and being there for the actual episodes, everything else your company takes care of. That's a simple, the simplest way to say it. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> and and you know, we talked about scheduling and interviews. Do you think that that kind of format is the best way to go? Because the most podcasts that you hear out there, you know, even this one is typically an interview format, although sometimes I do solo episodes as well. Or do you, have you seen, or do you recommend other types of formats that work really well? You know, again, I would, I always point back to like what your goal is, like, what are you trying to do with your show? Because that drives the show format. I will say the nice thing about having an interview component or like a guest component, you can be creative in that application of it. But the really nice thing about that from a promotion side is you get the opportunity to reach into that person's audience potentially as a way for them to share and help you grow your own show. The other thing I'll say too is like sometimes it's really interesting to be privy to a conversation So as like a listener, you're like, I get to learn from these amazing people. You know what I mean? And like, you know, as the facilitator, which is who you are often, you're, they're like, oh yeah, those are the questions that I would want to ask. You know what I mean? So there's that piece of it. Like you become almost like the voice for your audience, tapping into these insanely smart people that you get access to on your show. So Again, like, I feel like I'm not giving you like black and white answers because it truly, truly depends on 
the goal of the podcast and the yeah. goal of what that marketing team or what that brand is really trying to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the, the, the guest format is absolutely like a window into a conversation and questions that, for example, this podcast questions that I ask are typically tailored to be questions that I think that my audience will be asking. So it is a really nice way to get those questions answered and, and get into the brain of, of the guest. I've also seen the storytelling format where, you know, you'll get a podcast, which is, you know, has sound effects and it's almost narrated like it's a story. Uh, one of, one example is uh, Masters of Scale by Reid Hoffman. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but I love that format too. I think it really captures the imagination. We have like, for example, we have some clients who one of the things that they do is like they want an interview component because they want other perspectives on their show. But then what we're able to do as their partner and understanding what their goals are is we're able to take a step back and take all that audio and create a narrative thread that those hosts can then go back and you know, record, but it, it gives both the, um, the perspective of another opinion, right? Mm -hmm. It helps to shed light on a different person's experience. It helps to let the listener hear a totally different worldview on something and learn while, um, the brand is able to still sort of like control. And I don't mean control in a negative way, but control what that listener experiences so that it, so that it is on brand with what that company is trying to, um, share. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the length of a podcast, because this is another question that I know a lot of people have, like, how long should a podcast be? And I know, again, it really depends on your, your audience, but um, that there is the argument that the 30 minute commute is like the ideal time, because typically when people are driving to work, it's around 30 minutes. But what's your take on that? Yeah. Again, like I always, and I have clients who ask me that, like our prospects ask me that. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what does your, what does your audience expect from you? What is the content that they need to hear from you? Is it, can it be done in 10 minutes? Yeah. You know, we produce a kid's podcast and it's less than 10 minutes long because if it's, if it's, we know that, you know, little kids, they don't have very long attention spans. So you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it all comes down to those kinds of things. And I think too often, you know, uh, maybe it's a human in all of us, but we're just always like or the entrepreneurs or whatever, we're always just looking for the answers. You know, we're like, yeah. what's the right answer? You yeah. know, and it's like, and I, and one of the things I went to law school and one of the things that they teach you in law school is they say, um, there's no wrong answer. There's a more right answer. Right. There's a more correct answer. And so that's what I always go back to is I'm like, yes, there are best practices. We can always point to the best practices, but I don't know if that's the right answer for you. And so what's the more correct answer? What, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what are you trying to accomplish with your goals? What, what is your industry? What is your, what is the genius that you have? You know, it's, it's yeah. that type of thing that we yeah. always go back to. Right. Yeah. There's no one size fits all solution. And I think testing might also help with that. You could probably test a few different lengths out and see which ones resonated better with the audience and kind of fine tune it that way. Exactly. And I think that, I think you just really hit it, um, hit the nail on the head there. And, and one of the things I was saying earlier is like, you know, podcasting is so much fun because you can be so creative in its execution. And it truly can be, if you're a content marketer, it can truly be a, the place that you test out content. Like, and you can do like an hour episode, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't just do one hour. I do a couple hour episodes. You know what I mean? And then like, maybe you experiment with a couple 15 minute episodes or 20 minute, 25 minute. And then you're like, all right, where am I seeing uh, the biggest engagement? Where am I seeing the most 
those downloads? Where am I seeing, you know, where, where are people actually getting excited? Where are people dropping off? You know what I mean? Like what are all of these things that tell us whether or not this content is relevant, valuable, and engaging. And those are the three things we always think about. Yeah. Awesome. What do you think, I know this is a kind of a really fluffy question, but um, what do you think the future of podcasting is in the sense of, you know, it's gotten so popular and it seems like there's a podcast on everything now. Uh, what do you think, how do you think that the, the landscape's going to develop over the next few years? Oh man, uh, such a good question. Uh, here's the thing. Everyone says like, um, everybody's got a podcast. Everywhere I go, somebody's popping up a podcast, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is only 17% of B2B brands and I think it's like 13% of B2C brands, so business and consumer brands, are actually leveraging podcasts. So while your next door neighbor is starting a podcast or, you know, like your best friend from high school has a podcast, like that's, that's awesome. That's cool. But like the brand saturation of companies truly like leaning in and understanding how podcasting can impact their business is so, so young. Like that opportunity has not been saturated that up. People are just now starting to even think about it as a way to, um, to grow their, um, to, as a, as a content channel, like brands still haven't figured it out. And, um, and I think that's the opportunity is you're going to start seeing like brands have like their own shows. And I also think you're going to start seeing like companies think of themselves more like media companies, meaning they have like channels, they have, um, they have, uh, different content outlets to serve all of their targets, to serve all the people that want to consume their stuff. And then, and so I think that we're just now scratching the surface as it relates to brands truly leveraging podcasting. And as we kind of hinted at earlier, like it is seriously hard to figure out the impact unless you're manually doing it, or you have somebody like share genius or whatever, like helping you figure out what the heck is working and what's not working. And so I think that, I think that that's, going to get figured out at some point. Um, and so that'll be interesting to see. And, and again, like the other thing that people are always asking is like, okay, if everyone has a podcast, that's cool. But like, how do you make it profitable? And I think, uh, defining what that means for a brand is also a different question than what your best friend or your neighbor is asking. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Uh, so that Mm -hmm. leads me on to the whole question about advertising and, you know, um, monetizing your podcast. How does that work? And what do you, do you, do you help your clients to get that, um, monetization of their podcast in action or how does that work? Yeah. So I think that's where, where you're going to, this is where I see it, see the opportunity in terms of what we do. Um, we don't mess with the monetization in the traditional sense, if you will, as it relates to like, ads and CPMs and all that kind of stuff. Because the reality is like most podcasts aren't getting more than 150 downloads per episode. Like that's just the reality of the situation. Like most companies aren't going to be like the daily. They're not going to be like Joe Rogan. They're not going to be like, you know what I mean? They're not going to be like serial, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, like what I always like to remind my clients is like, you don't need thousands and thousands of downloads per episode. Now we have clients who do have that and that's really, really awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Duh. yeah. But like, that's not how you measure whether or not something is a success or not in a, in a brand 
setting. What I always try and say is like, would you spend an hour in front? What is the magic number for you? Would of would you spend an hour in front of 15 people who are truly engaged in and on fire about what it is that you have to offer? Would you spend that same hour in front of 150 people? What is that number for you? Some people, it is seriously 15. Some people, it is one. You know, like it, it really, that's an answer. That's a question that I can't ever answer. Like that's something the client has to answer. Um, and so when we talk about monetization and we talk about what is a successful podcast, like you have to, you have to anchor it correctly because if your goal is to have hundreds and thousands of downloads, well then I'm probably not the person you're going to want to work with. But, (laughs) but if your goal is to create like meaningful, impactful content that is specific to your audience, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That like communicates your brand and communicates what it is that you're on a mission to do, then yeah, I am the one that you're going to want to work with. We we have several clients who have sponsors for their show, but it's not done in the traditional sense. It's more like people who believe in their mission, people who want, um, to be associated with that brand more than it is that they're looking at the CPM traditional model. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And so, I mean, recently we've heard about Spotify's acquisition of Gimlet and Anchor, the two two of the top podcasting companies. So do you think that Spotify is going to become the leading platform for podcast creators now, or do you think it's going to give them the edge over Apple podcasts, for example? I think it'll be interesting to see. I think that Apple well, hopefully start uh, paying attention to its podcast side of the business because it seems like, it seems like such a missed opportunity for them. Like you own, like right now you own the marketplace. Why are you not leveraging it? Why are you not trying to make it as user friendly as possible? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Um, but I mean, I think you can see, I don't I don't have the stat off the top of my head, but, um, since that acquisition, Spotify's access, like listeners have gone up, like the numbers are already shifting from Apple. So it'd be interesting to see if they don't step up, like who does? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. Um, I have a feeling that Spotify is going to get the edge over Apple soon, but who knows? We'll, we'll remain. Who knows, you yeah. know? And like the other thing I was saying too, is like, I think we're going to see, see, um, things like the, the, this is total like, like gut thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to start to, um, you think about the podcast world right now and it is so like the ecosystem of podcasting is so fragmented. Like there's so it's complex. You have to, what I call your podcast stack in order to create an effective podcast from the creation to the distribution to the promotion is extremely complex. And so I think we're going to start to see some of this stuff get simplified. Mm -hmm. And I think on the content, um, just like marketing side, I think we're going to start to just see like channels pop up where people have, um, brands have several shows under a channel. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how, people get creative with leveraging their podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like uh, something that's probably going to start happening and really interesting to see how that develops. And uh, the other thing that I've seen and I've noticed more people doing now is they've started to video their podcasts and, and put them up on YouTube. It seems to be a bit of a trend. What's your thought on doing that? 
Yeah, I think it just again goes back down to like what's your what is your goal? Like who are you trying to talk to? Are you trying to create content for content's sake or is that how your audience wants to consume um you know, what it is that you have to say. So again, I think it goes back down to that. I think we're going to see people trying to figure out how to really figure out discovery of their podcast. And yeah. so if YouTube is a channel that's going to attract, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and take some of the YouTubers to the podcast world, then I think we're going to start to see that pop up. But, you know, I have conversations all the time with, um, you know, industry professionals, like other pod, other people in this podcast space. And we're all, we always talk to them about, you know, their opinions on all sorts of things, but one of the things that that is that is a question mark for a lot of people is like, how do you get your show found? Because discovery is still just totally untapped. Yeah. And like, I think I think the stat is something like forty four percent of you know U.S. citizens alone still haven't listened to a podcast. Like what? Well, and so it's like, how do we get those people? into podcasting. Yeah, that's 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 an amazing stat. I, I think that number is going to go down and I think people are going to be turned on to podcasting a lot more now that we're, you know, we have the Joe Rogans, et cetera, out there that are pumping out all this great content. And um, yeah, so just let's wait and see what happens. I want to thank you for being here with me, Rachel. And before you go, can we do three quick fire questions? And sometimes they're not as quick fire as we might think they are, but just three questions for fun, should I say? Yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome. So what's a guilty pleasure that you indulge in? Um, don't judge me, but uh, the, Real Houses, the Real Housewives franchise. <laughs> oh, wow, me too. I love that too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, and then something that people may not know about you. People may not know about me. Hmm. I used to be a, um, a rapper. I wanted to be a rapper <laughs> when I was growing up. Really? And so, yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just get into content writing and that'll be my path. <laughs> Probably a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. And then, um, third question, what would you be doing now if you were not doing the share your genius business in podcasting? Can I say rapping? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what would I be doing now? Um, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That one stumps a lot of people. Whenever I ask that I question, know. a lot of people are like, oh, I don't think there is anything. Well, I might still, um, I might still be, uh, trying to like, um, survive law school. I might be, I might still be doing that path. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Perfect answer. Once again, thanks a lot, Rachel, for being on the show with me today. And if our listeners would like to connect either with you personally or if they would like to contact Share Your Genius um, and inquire about you helping them with their own podcasts, how can they do that? Yeah, um, I would just say email me directly. Our website's a little under construction. You can definitely check it out at shareyourgenius.com, but you can email me at rachel.downey, D-O-W-N-E-Y at shareyourgenius.com or check me out on LinkedIn. Um, I always love growing my network and connecting with other smart people on that platform. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. Thank you. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like what you heard, please subscribe to catch more episodes and I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review and shared with your friends and colleagues. 
Visit my website at virashafiq.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.